2: You are tuned into For The Record on FBI Radio 94.5. My name is Dan Gordon. I'm joined, of course, by Maya Billick. hey yo! And this week is a pretty special one after... It's a pretty big one for me this week. Uh, We're tackling an artist that we've talked about before, but a bit under a different circumstance or a different moniker, if you will. Nicholas Jar, in my eyes, is one of, if not the most prolific and exciting uh, composers musicians, artists, whatever you want to call it, in, under the, we'll call it an electronic music blanket, but I think that he's <laughs> so much more than that and is capable of pretty much anything in uh, the musical canon or anything that he puts his mind to, but we're going to talk about his second studio album, Sirens. Now, I was introduced to Nicholas Jar through his first record, Space's Only Noise, that came out back in 2011, and my mind was blown by his wobbly synths and uh kind of creepy voice i think that he had back then i don't know it's a very low monotone really uh lots of space (sighs) echo on it but there was something kind of hypnotizing about it that i fell in love with and this record sirens definitely uh has that same kind of quality to it but
1: a bit different this time though we're doing the deluxe uh, version a sides extras b sides all that jazz included recommendation from our producer Kyle who had the once in a lifetime chance to show Dan Gordon something he hadn't heard before
2: I had no idea that this thing existed and I would classify myself as like a big Nicholas Jaff fan but I dropped the ball on this one I guess <laughs> so I've been absolutely frantically listening to the, the new version of this album and it really truly is a new version of this album because it kind of quite unlike anything else really paints this record in such a new light and where it was I thought that Sirens was just like you know a really good album it was a good Nicholas Jar record but when it came out I was not underwhelmed I think that's a bit harsh but I was a little bit like okay yeah cool like this is a good Nicholas Jar record mm. I and then am completely no changed. honestly like I'm completely floored by how much these extra three or four tracks really lift up this album to being like something that i would consider like you know throwing in the album of the year um gong back when it came out if i had listened to it it's yeah it's so inspiring that he was able to like go back on his work and be like no i can add these things and it'll make it so much better
1: I, to be honest, can't believe that this album is only three years old. Mm. I feel like the work and music that Nicholas Jar does has been ticking away for a long time, like to the point where I thought this was early 2000, that this had really come out. So it's wild to think that it's only really three years old and the ground he covers and also considering how different this deluxe version is to the original piece and how much it changes your perspective on the whole thing, your thoughts on his work and his processes. So on today's show we're going to be going through the special deluxe edition of Sirens by Nicholas Jar. You may have been introduced to him first back when uh, Dan dived through the side project by Mr. Jart. Against all logic that I
2: think it's asked to call a side project. I think it's just a just another thing that he does kind of like same as Dark side he I don't know I think that all of them have like their own kind of merits which is another reason why in my eyes he's nearly untouchable in terms of the music that he makes because it, everything that he does turns to gold, you know. I could, we could wax lyrical about how good Against All Logic is or like how good Psychic by Darkseid is. It just seems that he has this special little sheen that he puts over every single one of his tracks that makes it kind of something else.
1: The reason why I bring up Against All Logic is because it was my first proper uh, introduction to Nicholas Jarr and I quite like naively sort of thought, okay, yeah, cool, sick dance producer. But we're going to be discussing the differences between that and how overall... Uh, Nicholas Jarr as a producer and artist is someone who is so much more than that. You can't just pinpoint it down to two or three simple words. He he traverses across many landscapes in music, genres and styles and skills and techniques. We're going to be diving through that. If you wanted to take a second, get reacquainted with uh, Against All Logic, don't worry, you'll be able to listen back to today's show because in case you missed it, we're a podcast now available on Whoa. all of the platforms, wherever you want to grab your podcast. Also at FBIRadio.com is where you can stay with us right now for the next hour, right up until 1pm, going through the deluxe edition of Sirens by Nicholas Jar. What was the first song we heard, Dan?
2: First song we heard was Wildflowers. Now, for time purposes, I know some of you Nicholas Jar stans might be thinking, wow, they didn't play the first track, Killing Time. We had to leave off Killing Time because it's an 11 and a half minute opening track, which is beautiful, but maybe not the most radio friendly song. Also, we're an hour show. So we, I'm sorry, we had to leave it out.
1: Next up right here on For The Record, with me, Maya Billick and Dan Gordon on FBI Radio 94.5. This is Nicholas Jar with the Governor. DSA. 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 It's
0: simple enough, stuck on automatic. It's a blind, yellow, wide-eyed addict We've left for a wheel of loss and desire Now there's no way to put up the fire Yeah, we're all just rolling, house and junk Automatic lava, deep monk oh. Just running out on a stick Meeting useless when I'm giving to the sick. A hole full of kids automatically built So the edge of the hall is rigged to- Your eyes in the wrong place, reflecting a tear. Go ahead and forget. Just give us a smile. You're already set on automatic dial, 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 on automatic dial. The love's going on. oh Can't you hear? Your eyes in the wrong place, reflecting a tear. Go ahead and forget. Give us a smile, you're all right, I said on automatic dial Yeah, we're all just rolling, the mothers are solo Last night in a city near the Persian Gulf, the heat soared to 163, the heat soared to 163. It's already considered to be one of the hottest places on earth. This was a heat that could burn up the sea, this was a heat that could burn up the sea. says it's gonna burn them all, burn them all, burn them all. Before they burn each other, before they burn each other. Meanwhile, Muhammad remains force-fed by his goddamn brother, force-fed by his goddamn brother, goddamn brother, goddamn brother. Goddamn brother.
1: This is For The Record here on FBI Radio, listening to Sirens, the deluxe edition by Nicholas Jarr with me, My Billick, and Dan Gordon. From The Governor, you heard A Coin in Nine Hands, which is a pretty special place in Dan Gordon's heart.
2: This is the track that uh, Kyle showed me and I flipped my lid. I was dumbfounded as to how this was left off, and the, the only conclusion I can come to is that he recorded it after the fact. And then this is the whole reason why he did this revamped deluxe edition of the album because he it fit the aesthetic of the album. It was too good to to leave off and he had to put it on. And now this to me is like peak Nicholas jar. This mm. is exactly what I want out of him. You know, things slicing through the mix, drums in all ears, then taken away as quickly as they're given to you. I think that the spontaneity and and playfulness that this track has is kind of like second to none. To me, the the best example of Nicholas Jar in his prime.
1: We figured out the reason it came out was Mr. Jar himself has said it was because he couldn't get all the extra pieces out of his head. He was a little bit afraid of some of the production that he had come up with, didn't want to release it, but then couldn't not play it live and couldn't stop and couldn't get it out of his head
2: yeah I think it's it's interesting that he he cut himself off at the last minute and changed the album's track listing. But I again, he said he was scared of a coin in nine hands, then he couldn't stop playing it live. It's interesting that he had this thing almost like gestating in yeah. his brain that was like, man, no, this song. This song needs to be on here. I've never really heard of an artist being scared of their own song, but I, I guess that that song in particular, A Coin in Nine Hands, is kind of a completely new space for Nicholas Jar. We haven't really heard him go there before. So I think it must have been something that he really kind of battled with in his in his brain, trying to be like, oh, do I want to bring this to the public? Because it's kind of how he started out. Initially, there are a couple of um, songs that he would sing in spanish and he wasn't sure if he wanted to put them out in 2010 and then thought no no i'm gonna put these out so I, I think he's kind of been battling his whole career and this just seemed like the perfect opportunity to put this one out
1: it's a pretty good example of how well he can play with pace yeah and you know if you want to link it back to something like against All logic he has so many different examples across that album as well of growth and building and taking things in an evenly way and giving you something here stopping it for a little bit not so much about silence but taking his time in the right way the same thing is with a coin in nine hands like the stop with the glitch and rest of the beat and then suddenly bringing it back genius
2: yeah well i mean look pun absolutely unintended but his um, idea around working um, and traversing space throughout his music And the idea of leaving things dead silent in the mix for one second and then cutting things back up to 12 is really, really incredible. And to me, I think that he's so, so far ahead of the game. Mm. And literally, like, he's got two feet in the future for me. I think we we were talking about this before. There are very few artists that I would consider as actual quote-unquote artists, as wanky as it sounds. Like, uh, I think that that whole... Thing is inherently a bit wanky But it's always going to be And I think that there's like You know there's Obviously there's Frank Ocean Kendrick Lamar And to me Someone who is obviously Very highly rated Amongst you know Electronic lovers And dance music lovers mm. But I think that he's Severely undervalued In that kind of realm And I think that he should be held to the same kind of esteem and regard as, as those two artists because I think that he's kind of trailblazing and is doing things that no one else is doing or even knows how to do in electronic music. It's so kind of the same way that I feel about someone like Aphex Twin when Absolutely. he was releasing all of his best work. You know, not that he still isn't now because obviously he's an absolute madman, but... <laughs> I think that I hold him kind of in the same realm as, as someone like that, which is crazy to say about someone who's only, you know, eight years into their, we'll call it professional career after he releases his debut album. But I think that he's really, really getting there and he's going to be regarded as one of the greats, in my opinion.
1: Now, let's take a bit of a step back and go through the build-up to this point, right? The build-up mm. to Sirens 2016. He started releasing music through his own uh, record label, Clown and Sunset, which is what caused him to become one of the most hyped and talked-about producers of, I think you said, 2008, 2010 Yeah, era. he was
2: building up and kind of cutting his teeth, releasing a whole bunch of really, really well-received 12 inches, kind of doing not doing the regular dance thing, but in a way doing doing kind of like a normal kind of build-up dance, electronic career.
1: Yeah, alongside releasing a bunch of singles, alongside putting stuff out through r he then put out his debut album, Space Is Only Noise, after that in 2011 to widespread acclaim, love from both ends of the spectrum, Pitchfork, Resident Advisor, Mix Mag. the list goes on.
2: Yeah, I mean, very, very heavily lauded. After that, he released... Now, Dave Harrington was always in the mix uh, as the touring guitarist for that run of shows off the back of his debut record. And after that, I guess they formed, well, obviously they formed a very, very fruitful partnership and started up Darkseid and released their record Psychic. Again, to lots and lots of buzz, critical acclaim, and all of that great stuff. Then he released Pomegranates, which was a bit more of an obscure record. Definitely one for the fans, it's kind of like a nice wide-eyed insight into the colourful and crazy mind of Mr. Nicholas Jar.
1: Oh, but that's, to me, that's like every record. You can take any song and take a moment and really go deep with it. Like, even the f- opener to this record is ele- an yeah. 11-minute journey, if you will, but there's so much that happens across each piece, and it's its own dedicated work that gives you small little glimpses of everything that's in that man's brain you're listening to for the record here on fbi radio we're talking through sirens the deluxe edition in case you missed it here on for the record uh with me Maya billick and dan gordon you can keep an eye on the track list at fbiradio.com we're going to go into a few more songs but we want to hear from you as well on 0409 945 945 we want to hear your thoughts This is a big conversation between all of us. This next one by Nicholas Jar. is called Leaves.
2: un poco de música y bailamos para hacer la película más entretenida?
0: Ya. Thank mm-hmm. you. what?
2: The track you hearing right there, Off Sirens, playing Sirens playing the deluxe edition by Nicholas Jar It's playing called No, and up the very top, we listen to the song that Leaves. You're on For The Record, here with myself, Dan Gordon, and Maya Billick, where, like I said before, we've been taking you to Sirens, the second studio album by the ever-prolific producer, Mr. Nicholas Jarr.
1: Uh Earlier, we mentioned how each song and each album and each piece by Nicholas Jarr kind of gives you a little insight into the inner workings of his mind.
2: And now we arrive at Sirens in 2016, but we'll, we'll fast forward to 2017. To me, it's it's a lot more of a mature record than anything he's put out. And I think that this is kind of something that he's been wanting to do for a lo- like a long time. Not to say that Space Is Only Noise was immature or that it wasn't as um, focused or composed as this album, but I think that... There's something about Sirens, like a a quality that it it just feels like labored over. It it, it seems like this is something that a sound that he's been wanting to perfect for a very long time and he's kind of done so. And, And it kind of speaks volumes about the perfectionist in him that he's released an album, fast forwarded a year, thought, or I can do this better or I can do this in a different light and then released it as this whole new beast it's strange you wouldn't think that adding three songs to an album would have that much of an impact but i think that when sirens first came out i there was something missing there was there was it was it was a really interesting great concept with a couple of really good nicholas jar moments like one we'll get to in a little bit three sides of nazareth but it didn't have the special quality that something like Space Is Only Noise had to me. And I think that adding in these three tracks has kind of like elevated it up to that level.
1: Well, let's just consider for a moment, right, deluxe albums generally. Kind of like a second cash grab, I think, for a lot of people or traditionally have been used and implemented by labels as such to add like two, three extra tracks or two, three extra remixes of something to just get like a little bit of extra money out of people. They're not really considered I think most of the time as something that can be like a reimagining of mm. something. The fact that this as a deluxe album air quotes um, is totally reconsidered says something else.
2: Yeah and I... I Nicholas Jarr doesn't really strike me as the kind of artist that would do something just for the sake of it. Like if percent oh, like if he's the up higher-ups at his label said, "Hey, let's do like a deluxe edition or let's like do do this with bonus tracks just because we want to sell more copies." He I imagine he's the kind of guy that would be like, "No, but I'll reimagine it." You know what I mean? Or I'll 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 do a completely new thing.
1: Not even not even that, right? He could have so easily put these three extra tracks out as like a small EP, a companion EP or singles That's what, that's what or I mean, and that's why I was, I was
2: kind of, you know, blown away that he did this and it, it, it makes sense that he, in his mind, these songs were meant to be on this album. Hmm. They just didn't, they just weren't recorded when he released it. So I think it's kind of cool and I, I don't know, I think it kind of opens up, obviously, you know, Kanye is tinkered with the idea of reimagining albums <laughs> as it's, as it's going on. I think his is a little bit his idea of that is a little bit more extreme. Um, extreme, over the top, a little bit annoying. I don't know. I kinda this approach to me makes a lot more sense where you, you feel like these tracks were meant to be on there, but they just weren't written at the time.
1: But you Dan, I think put it quite nicely when you said listening to Nicholas Shah kind of feels like you're solving a three D puzzle.
2: Yeah, he kind of doesn't give everything away from the get-go. You know what I mean? It's like he coaxes you into listening to his music and then says, all right, now you've got to work for it. Now you've got to really focus and try to get what I'm trying to get across.
1: Yeah, it's not quite like he's, you know, uh, excuse the cliche metaphor, but he's not trying to do the whole square peg in a round hole thing just to be like meta or anything like that. It's just... More that there's little tiny bits and pieces going, little tiny bits and pieces that you have to try and work through. And it's like all weave together. It's quite different, I guess you could say, in, comp- in comparison to something like um, the Jamie XX puts together who put out a brilliant display with the XX of silence and minimalism and restraint and bringing things back you can compare Jamie and Nicholas in that they both move, I guess, kind of slowly, but they're moving in different ways and are moving across different grounds. Um, Nicholas Jar is an artist who, like I said before, occupies different spaces, and it's just interesting to see all of the places he's trying to take you.
2: Yeah, I guess that this is just the flip side of that coin, and I think one of the most interesting things to me... Not just about Nicholas Jarr, but, but about Sirens and the Deluxe Edition in particular is all the different genres that he's able to so free, um, free-flowingly free move through, yeah. you know? Uh, like, there's a, there's a track that we're going to listen to in a sec, History Lesson, that sounds like a Beach Boys song, if it was sung by Nicholas Jarr. <laughs> or there's the, the Krautrock-influenced Three Sides of Nazareth. Or then there's the coin in Nine Hands, which, you know, has drums that wouldn't sound out of place on an apex twin record like it's there's yeah. there's so many different aspects of his music that he can bring across almost at the the click of a finger which is kind of breathtaking to listen to someone that has that scope that they can just like dip into their bag of tricks and pull something out at at, at the drop of a hat
1: you're on FBI radio listening to for the record this is three sides of Nazareth
0: hey, hey. I'll bring him sad. Still on the side.
2: That is history lesson, the one I said sounded like a Beach Boys track if Mr. Nicholas Jar tried to tried to recreate that. And then up before that, Three Sides of Nazareth the Nine, nearly 10 minute epic off his second studio album, Sirens. You're tuned in to for the record on FBI Radio. We've been taking you through that album for around about the last fifty
1: or so minutes. But it's time for us to jump on out of here, make some room for lunch with Deeper Alum in case you missed it we're a podcast now which is absolutely massive take some time and go back to wherever it is that you grab your podcast from or if you're looking for a reason to start listening to a podcast i think this is this is the sign
2: we'll be uploading some of our favorite past episodes in the coming
1: weeks so keep your eyes peeled you can listen back to today's show at fbiradio.com or wherever you grab your podcasts from Do yourself a favour and listen to our very special and intimate chat with Maddie Healy from the 1975 um, from last week. We'll see you here on your podcast or back at 94.5 at midday on Wednesday. This last one is America and for the Birds.